Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And like some pregnancies, we're a little overdue mm. on an episodio. That happens. That does. Uh, happened Oof. to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, remember that time. It's 10 months. Oh. The nine months is a lie. Just oh. so we're clear. Oh, I didn't want to be clear, but thank you. Mm-hmm. So we are a little bit overdue because we have jobs. Well, most... Some of us do. (laughs) We have lives. Lives. Real life happens. Uh, And laryngitis. So that's what happened. Yeah. And that was unplanned for. And we could have dropped the best of, but we did that earlier this year. So we're making up for it by having two very close episodio and a weedy weedy for this month. Yeah. So apologies, but laryngitis got me and it was uh, very quiet. That was the quietest I've ever heard you. <laughs> it was bad. And then I would try to talk and people were like, just please just don't. don't. It's, it hurts me to hear you do that. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, the, so many things have happened, though, just even within the last week. <sighs> so first, <laughs> Twitter became X. And I so desperately wanted to say, can someone tell Elon Musk that Ciudad Juarez already has that covered? <laughs> already did that been there done that with uh, la x um yes mm-hmm. and i i broke up with twitter i, I deleted my account okay like three weeks ago i was like i don't even know why i have this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did all the things bye bye well first i was like i'm over this delete account type in your password fuck i don't know my password <laughs> i need a hacker where's a hacker when you need one like couldn't figure it out it took me several tries and then gone gone okay so you technically x is now your ex x is my ex <laughs> in in not funny news um well shit texas is getting sued by the feds because they have fucking floaty barrels with barbed wire on the rio grande have like, you that's seen these actual, things i did and i was like what in the fuck i was like did wet and wild get a new <laughs> ride <laughs> that escaped because what is happening Anthony exit zero yeah and then it was like no it's goldie and gus no it was not goldie no, and gus no it's fucked up is what it is it's fucked up oh my god and you know the irony is i had heard hmm, a couple weeks ago online i had read something about um Arizona, when they were all on the, we need to add to the border wall or whatever. And let's be clear, the border wall that we grew up with in the 80s, 90s, when that was a big thing, is mm. it was just a chain link fence. Mm-hmm. So there were some gaps in that fence, because how really do you do a wall across hundreds and hundreds of miles, right? Ask Trump. So Arizona um, invested in some, oh, uh, some like 40 foot um, containers, like shipping containers, mm-hmm. and they put them vertically, not horizontally. Mm. vertically and stacked them by each other wow well that shit wasn't working so now they're trying to sell those 40 foot containers oh fun let's build a tiny home exactly that was that was actually how i read about it was they're like (laughs) hey you know what you can do on the cheap is buy these from arizona and create your own tiny home oh let's do that oh this whole let's just shut off the valve or whatever between the two it's just um we can have a recording the the recording studio formerly known as the border wall (laughs) oh my god (laughs) frontera productions (laughs) god let's do it yes okay and then i had this moment um i wish you were there but there was a a fangirl moment Mm. Um, so in a conversation a couple of weeks ago, a person said, I can't believe I'm listening to the voice and can interact. And it's not just like on a podcast, <gasps> which I always try to interact with. But 
you don't talk back and now you do and I was like oh I blushed I know that I blushed so we do have we increased our fan base from five to six oh my gosh it only took us five years only see look now we're getting ready for our sixth year (laughs) because every year we get one new (laughs) fan It's like at Trader Joe's when you ring the bell on your way out. Ding! (laughs) Fan base now at six. Just wait till we go viral with ten people. Oh, Mm. just wait till we piss someone off with one of the the episodios and then then we'll be on Fox News or something. Oh. Borderland poachas! Mm. Yeah. I can't wait for someone to call me for that interview. I'm ready. So that I can decline. Mm. All right, so this is Episodio 51, and I want you to know, ever since the last episode where someone was bagging on the grammar of uh, that show, for, uh, the, the cartoon, oh, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually now writing out what Episodio it is because I don't want to mess up the number. I don't want to fuck it up, man. You know what? A little research is good. A li- I, yes. I'm good. I, I, I approve that. You approve that message? I do. That's good. That's a good, that's a good pathway, cat. So, in typical Pocha style, for this episodio, we are going to talk about something that's a little bit serious, but we are going to, as always, put our Pocha lens on it, mm-hmm. uh, like much like a magnifying glass, and then, you know, it's, it starts to burn ants. It's more like a empty wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> you drink the wine. Oh, yeah, Your special. Mine is more like an empty beer bottle. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be talking about World Cup and... La Barbie. 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 <laughs> so first, okay, so the serious one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Take a deep breath. So the dude who shot up the Walmart in El Paso mm. got uh, convicted on federal hate crimes charges for killing 23 and injuring 22 folks. Now those are federal charges, right? Mm-hmm. We still are anticipating that he will get prosecuted in the state of Texas. Right. But for the purposes of sitting at this intersection of assimilation and brown pride, my question for us was, does 90 consecutive life sentences make a difference? Does it matter? Mm -hmm. And how do we unpack that? Mm -hmm. And the reason for that, the reason that I was thinking about this was not just justice Mm. for this individual, or for the families that are impacted, right? And let's let's be clear, the impact goes beyond just the families. Mm-hmm. Um, but because black and brown people are, you know, already scrutinized, higher rates of incarceration, how do we hold wanting to have that justice and also knowing that there is just so much injustice? This one is so rough. Um, The day the sentencing decision came out, you messaged me, and I was just so pissed about it. I think it felt... I mean, 90 life sentences. You can only serve one. One, right, realistically. So the rest is symbolic, which Mm -hmm. I understand. Like, let's really make a point here great symbolism is for fucking novels this is life and i don't know that it matters what difference does it make after one and that one life sentence can be 
six months or 60 years like it depends how long you can last in there right I don't so it it just um it really really bothered me to think about and it made me start thinking about justice and what we what we think about that word like in its romanticized state and in its most pure form to me justice feels it makes things feel right which is a big fat lie um and we'll get into that but it just felt symbolic rather than just so when i was when i got the the news part of me was in tears like okay there is some measure of accountability okay and let's be clear accountability and justice can be and often are two very different things absolutely so part of me because i grew up in el paso right Mm-hmm. And that particular Walmart was close to the house that I grew up in. That Walmart is the one that my sister shops at. Um, that Walmart could have conceivably, any number of members of my family could have been at. Oh, right. So part of me is like, okay, part of it is done. <sighs> Fair. Not the, not, the, not the Texas prosecution or what have you. And part mm-hmm. of me goes back to the but we know from statistics from research so on and so forth that these kinds of sentences aren't a deterrent for anyone no especially when you know there is a direct line from the things that people read conservative blogs or twitter x as it were Uh, online messaging boards using language about that invasion at the border right Mm -hmm. and outcomes like this shooting and others Mm -hmm. and outcomes like the things that people say in real life to one another speak speak English language if you're going to be in this in this country there is that direct line between what we read about and see and normalizing that kind of attitude and the outcomes that we see and this no matter how many life sentences it was going to be is not a deterrent to that normalizing of treating people shittily of othering people treating them less than human so that it's okay to treat them like shit for them to to have shit thrown at them for you to pay them terribly for you to scare them into submission of we're going to call the cops on you we're going to call ice on you so on and so forth like it is just not a deterrent so while part of me was like oh that's a relief that we we find some measure of accountability there was also that okay but this is just not gonna really do anything and he's probably going to be a martyr in whatever prison facility that he's at and also that like under undercurrent of we are always incarcerated at higher rates, pulled over at higher rates. All of those things were going on at the same time. And it was just so complex to unpack all of those things and try to articulate like, yes, and, but and. Does this ever make some folks feel better about going into a Walmart? Will they always, will they now not have, feel like they have a target on their back? So in in some ways, this 
one person will no longer be on the streets. The 90 life sentences secures at least that much, right? There's not going to be some random ass bail hearing in, you know, a month or there's not going to be some parole hearing in 10 years. Like this at least secures this particular human will not foreseeably be out of incarceration. Correct. Um, and to your point, the damage is done. People are dead. Mm-hmm. People are traumatized that had to live through this event. Um, people think twice about walking out their door to go to a grocery store without saying goodbye to their children like they might not see them again. There are irreparable damages that will never be accounted for regardless of the number of life sentences you put on a person and on the other end this absolutely is calls in folks with that like-minded belief with that need to scapegoat and other a group of people because they don't have what they think they deserve and it has to be someone else's fault not because you're a mediocre ass fucking human being um and you know you're saying like to normalize that but really we've that's never been normal that's never been normal Uh, people have been othered since this country started people have been oppressed so that some could be in power since the day colonizers put their foot on this ground like that i think there were there are moments where we are better at hiding it i think there are moments where we want to say that we are more equitable or that we are not racist or that we are not you know living in this patriarchy and then you dig a centimeter and it's all there again so i don't know if it's that it's normalizing those things again or if it's just emboldening the people who have always thought that and who have always acted upon those beliefs to just say it out loud it's a it's kind of a both end because i mean normalizing in that when you hear that language over and over and over, and I'll give an example, mm. I have heard some of my own family members say, oh, but but we came over the right way. Yes, absolutely. So it normalizes that thought of like, there's a right way to come mm-hmm. over, and there's a wrong way to come over. Right. And if you're doing it the wrong way, then of course you deserve to be punished in some manner, whether it's outright terrible treatment where you get paid a shit wage to do x y and z or if the treatment is um you know incarceration getting sent back to your country of origin uh all the way to physical um damage to other human beings right so that was the normalizing i was thinking of we're not normalizing oppression so much as we're normalizing normalizing it so when we sit at this intersection of brown pride and assimilation we even think that some things are like acceptable well and that is the premise of this entire podcast Mm -hmm. is that there's a right way to be latina Mm -hmm. there's a right way to be an immigrant the daughter of an immigrant there's a right way to call yourself of this particular ancestry in this country and we're not doing it right (laughs) 
Right. FYI. <laughs> um, and that's why I have to spell out the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also want to be incredibly clear that, like, this isn't new for groups of, uh, or community members or individuals. Like, we know that uh, members of the Jewish community have been targeted. We know that black and, uh, and indigenous people are targeted all the time. This isn't, like, a novel thing that we've come across here in El Paso. It was, it, I think it was shocking because it hit so close to home, at least mm-hmm. for me. I will speak Same. for myself. No, we, yes, we, I think we had to have that discussion about, um, how it felt different to know that we have you had shopped in that store that we drive by that place that we there was like you mentioned your family could have very easily been in that store and had been in that store hours prior like that feels very different than watching a news coverage of a place you've never visited that you don't understand which again is just the desensitization and how much violence we are forced to accept at this point in our lives living in this country which by the way we are now the fucking pobrecitos of the entire world because of gun violence and white supremacy and we can't get our shit together Mm -hmm. um we used to be this badass powerhouse and we really are the pobrecitos right now and it's very sad i have jokingly said can we can we give uh can we return to sender um florida back to spain and just be like whoopsie (laughs) you take it back please i have a few of those um but i mean all joking aside and honestly before there were the spaniards came over obviously there was folks already living there but there was also the thing for me to unpack which was like we're not saying that justice doesn't need to happen or accountability that doesn't need to happen i still have not in my brain been able to kind of unpack in any not in any way but I haven't been able to to just sit through it and but when we have a justice system that is so wrong and so flawed what does this even mean to have not the accountability part not does this deter anyone but what does it mean when we are still at rates you know a a school to prison pipeline Mm -hmm. what does it mean when I hear stories from one of the one of the young folks who went to school with one of my kids who moved to another state has told me in the year that they have been living out of this state they have gotten pulled over more times in one year in a state that is predominantly white than he had the entire time that he lived Mm -hmm. in this area Mm -hmm. and those are the things that I'm thinking about with our justice system is like but you are so flawed to give someone 90 life sentences when we still can't escape being racial profiled at every corner it it again the symbolism of it and how and what is the real effect in the real world right so yes in this particular instance it may send a message to that person and maybe bring some comfort to the families at least in knowing that this person will not be walking the streets tomorrow but you're right it speaks to this larger failing and falling apart of what we call democracy because right now there's not a better word for it but there is questioning about there's distrust of the justice system there are calls for impeachment of every other person there are calls to overthrow school boards and remove elected officials and threats to people overseeing elections and it's just all of these things that all of these systems that have upheld this power structure that we've known for our entire lives at the very least are being threatened um and it's it's confusing to me because at one end i'm like these systems don't work for me anyways these systems don't work for people i love anyways so fuck them burn it down 
but I'm I'm such a systems person that I, the fear of the unknown is also mm. so terrifying for me that I I worry about that spread of that message of the scapegoat and the other and the oppressive pieces that have dominated thus far in my lifetime what does that look like unchecked and what does that look like when a more extreme version of that is unchecked and what if the opposite of that is unchecked i don't know what that looks like and i can't even imagine it and even if there is no other violence ever that we ever see it almost feels like oh okay now that we have a a sentence at least federally life goes back to normal not not necessarily for the families i'm not saying that at all obviously but in terms of overall normalization and and we all we all kind of go back to normal in terms of oh but we're you know we're still trying to fit in this assimilated society so that we can be an us versus the them on the other side of the border like that goes back to normal for a split second El Paso was like El Paso strong and we're all coming together Mm -hmm. because we all share the same fear that someone else othered all of us as a community. Now that that sentence has happened, like, okay, now we can go back to saying, but we came here the right way. And yes, Mm -hmm. I have primos and Juarez, but that's them and I'm here and that's the difference. And that's always the way it's going to be. The accountability box has been checked. Yep. So we we can can move move on. on. Exactly. Yeah. (sighs) That's depressing. It is. And even more depressing, well, I shouldn't say even more depressing, but in also in a depressing state is there still has yet to be a prosecution by the city. And mm-hmm. there is a there is a timeline. Like you can as a mm-hmm. as a person who is involved in the justice system say like you are dragging your feet for so long if you don't have your shit together, that means that I get to bounce. Again, not federally, he's he's right. stuck. But if at the statewide level that doesn't happen that prosecution doesn't Mm -hmm. happen what does that mean like once again like that swimmer who assaulted uh, a woman who was intoxicated like oh but we don't want to ruin your the rest of your life you're going to slip through the system like you get no punishment at another level or it's already been handled why do we need to bother yeah because then i mean and then it is like you're not even going to do your symbolic duty Mm-hmm. to prosecute this person because it's already been handled in a way that was so symbolic that you don't need to throw yours in i don't know and symbolically it, it's different yeah having the feds the come si- in and, yes. and prosecute is different when the city does it your people your people this is your job we elected you to do this thing. these people may have voted for you literally mm-hmm. the people that are no longer with us may have literally cast a vote for you and you are so not doing your job yeah. and you are so taking your time that mm-hmm. this could just slip through the system and as long as we have some accountability right it's fine it's okay and it is you know i do get sucked into the it's easy for me to simplify because i'm sure there's a lot that goes into that but also like bro went into a walmart shot and killed all kinds of fucking people make it a thing mm-hmm how much more evidence do you really want? <laughs> like, the feds did your job already. Like, right. ask if you could borrow their cheat sheet yeah. and just move along. Borrow their homework and get it borrow done. Borrow the paper, get the folder, and move it along. Oh, my God. Too much. Way well, too much. But I'm... In, in whatever way, if this brought any of the families, any of the folks that were at the store that day, had just left the store, anyone who was affected, any bit of peace great and it's not enough 
and it and it can't ever be enough because you can't bring that life back justice is this false idea that things will feel right again like i said and um and you can't ever make that feel right again ever nothing Mm -hmm. you do money symbolism thoughts and prayers none of that is going to make it feel okay again and it, it's t- it feels 10 times worse when the governor of the state is now like, and we're just going to keep people on the, like, <sighs> see, that when you say those things, you normalize terrible treatment of a people, and you wonder why someone drove 700 miles to go to El Paso to do the thing. Because you are validating their ideas that brown people are the reason they cannot quote-unquote succeed in this planet wow cat why do you do this to me <laughs> i mean when we sit at this intersection not everything is going to be a paletero who's passing by handing out paleta sometimes it's going to be the real on that corner right <sighs> and that was the real i just got the diarrhea flavor paleta <laughs> terrible <laughs> Uh, well, there's other flavors of paleta. There's, um, let's see, if you look at the World Cup of paletas, oh, there's like a go. Brazilian paleta, there's Argentinian paleta, Costa Rica. Unfortunately, Mexico wasn't in on this one no? this year. No, we're not in it. Why? We didn't make the cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you actually have to try out. Oh. Oh, like so as a part sport. Of the thing. It's yeah. a, as a sport, mm-hmm. yes. There are losers. not not just in the not just in the actual world cup but even to make it there are losers like you you have to get there and unfortunately we did not Mm. but we did as the u.s does that make you feel better okay well the world cup is going on yay and at the end of the day for the world cup i feel like i'm a winner okay nothing else because i've been watching some of them and and uh (laughs) I feel like a little kid who's like, my favorite player is out there. Yeah. And? A little bit, yeah. So I've already got my picks for who is, as a matter of fact, I, I brought it with me today. Okay. I brought my picks. But um, wow. I also wanted to talk about, like, the equity in the sport. Mm. So did you know that, and I, I learned this just recently. I just because got Spike lead. You got Spike lead? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Because if you know? don't know. Now you know. There's a pot of money. There's like a prize money for yeah. the winners. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought this entire time, I thought we were playing for like just national pride. And if when the when players got paid, it was just payment that came out of maybe residuals from jersey sales or something from the country. <laughs> okay. I did not know the back, background to sure. this. Yeah. Okay. But part of the reason that I was looking into this was, so we're going to reverse ourselves just super quick. There, first of all, this is what the only only the eighth World Cup. Really, there hasn't been for women. There hasn't been that many, and there is not a parity in what the pot looks like, like the overall prize, and there's not parity for base pay for players. Yes. So players players get a base pay for being on their national team, mm-hmm. and then the further along down the road that they go at the World Cup, the bigger the prize money that they get. Right. Right. Boom. So there's just like zero equity in it. Okay. So for instance, um, for the two teams in the finals, the winning players will get $270,000 a piece, right, from that pot. Okay. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. 
no not you know for kicking a ball around uh, you know yeah for spending your entire life being a a superhero yeah not that terrible third place each person gets 180k fourth 165 so on and so forth okay overall though the this year's pot is 110 million for women okay so if you do the numbers you're going to be like well all, paying those players does not equal 110 million. Mm-hmm. You're right mm-hmm. because only 49 of that 110 million actually goes to the team players. Okay. The federations get the other amount of money and it gets distributed how each federation sees fit. Now, a federation is like the Federation of Asia players, European players. We've heard for our area, CONCACAF, right? So it's like North American, Caribbean, Central American teams that play against each other you have to play within that federation to make it to the world cup okay all right so for this year's pot is 110 million for the women's team last year we had the men's team uh or the the men's um world cup right Mm -hmm. 440 million oh my gosh pay gap and that's that's the that's the pot that you win from the overall games like right so that's not including the base pay that players get or sponsorships no no right nothing oh wow so for base play base pay for players the only team that has equitable play oh tell me the u.s and that was a hard fucking fight. I, rem- I remember this being a thing. Like, they started calling it out and saying, we have won more games than these fools could dream of, the men's team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get paid, like, interns. Yes. We get nothing. Pretty much. And so the, the team had called it out, mm-hmm. you know, brought it to the world's attention. Right. So the U.S. team's base pay per player. Mm-hmm is equal to that of the men's team. That doesn't happen with any of the other teams. I know. As of this Thank year. Thank you, Megan Rapinoe. Yes, as of this year. <gasps> Which, Megan Rapinoe, it's her last year, It's right? her last year. Oh, my gosh. Um, and like you said, it doesn't include, like, the the sponsorships. It also doesn't include things like, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. Oh, boy. Playing on grass. What do you mean? Okay. So when it was played in, when, when they did the Women's World Cup in Canada, there was a big deal about how the women had to play on turf which increased their heat exhaustion because plastic because plastic it's hot as hell and because plastic on top of foam on top of concrete it also increased their um, injuries Injuries. oh wow so this this year they're actually playing on turf and i'm sorry they're actually playing on grass and not turf but can you imagine that for other world cups sacrificing your body not making the same pay Mm -hmm. and in some cases with some teams Mm -hmm. they still haven't gotten paid this year yet like for all the practices for the the pre-games that they've done anything like that they haven't gotten paid yet oh my god so i this might not have sounded like as big of a deal to me had i not played roller derby because what floor we were going to have to skate on was a huge deal every mm-hmm. time. What wheels are we going to need? Is it going to be slippery? Is it going to be sticky? Is it going to be like, what do we need to do to make sure that we can stay upright and not be slipping and sliding all over the damn place or be stuck like we're on molasses because we can't get anywhere because we've got too much grip on the track. So this, 
I think only because of that analogy that I'm able to make. I mean, and also you can just do a basic like, do you want to run on freaking asphalt or grass? Like we can go there too and really simplify it. But that really stands out for me because of that experience. Mm -hmm. Wow. It is crazy when you go down this little rabbit hole of what this means and how people are treated. Oh, can you just imagine sliding on freaking plastic grass uh-huh the rug burn that you oh get? no plastic burn Blech. no that would be terrible mm-hmm. i mean grass is bad enough right but but yeah it makes a difference makes on a difference. your body and here we are cheering like fans like idolizing watching someone's mm. pocketing this money when we buy the jerseys and most notably speaking of in- inequitability i just made that up i love that at least in the U.S., the fan base, yeah, is, oh, there's there's a huge difference. There's yes. a bigger fan base for the women's team than there is for the men. Which was the other thing that they were saying about the pay is like, um, we pull in more fans because we're winning, <laughs> and still nothing. And that's where the money. If you're gonna say this is about the money that's coming in, you're full of shit because we bring in more spectators, and. To be fair, like the U.S. has more income to be able to to do those kinds of things, to watch the games, to buy the jerseys, and so on and so forth, than some of the other teams, some of the other countries that, that field teams. However, even the fan base for Women's World Cup as a whole has been growing for, for the women's Love teams. That. So it's like, it's not on par, but it certainly is catching up. And in terms of the U.S., we definitely surpass the fan base for the men's team. That makes me so happy. And I would argue that, yes, maybe the U.S. has more funds to put behind tickets and buying the things. But also, other countries have idolized soccer in a way that the U.S. has not for years. Like, Mm -hmm. just in general as a sport, soccer is not top rung uh, over football. I don't know about baseball, but like it feels like those are the American sports, not right. soccer. So that's very interesting to me. That makes me happy. Way to go, U.S. women. Right? Because otherwise, people don't give a whole lot of shit about women's sports. No. Unless not at all. there's a trans woman playing women's sports, people <laughs> don't give a shit about it. Let's be real. So this makes me happy. So there's a lot of players who, I mean, there's a lot of teams who are from, uh, like Costa Rica is going to be there, right? Or is playing uh, Argentina, Brazil. So one of the players, like there was like a big ado about Messi from Argentina last year, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this player from Brazil who is amazing, Mm -hmm. Marta. Has never won, so Brazil's never won uh, a a Women's World Cup. Mm. And part of me is like, why aren't we rallying around Marta like we did around Messi? Well, I mean, I know the answer. But I kind of do like. I w- I kind of want to see her be able to 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 uphold a winning team, right? Like Brazil's just got their shit like down. just yeah like yeah. they're gonna get there kind of thing. They've got the the men's soccer. They've got the women's soccer. They've got the bikini wax, the Brazilian <laughs> wax down. They got it all. They got it. They got it all. <laughs> so do you watch? So. I will say if so I a million lifetimes ago I lived in a household where people played soccer soccer was their life um I was I didn't play soccer I was on a team um because I was really bad come on that's playing soccer I was bad uh but 
soccer was the lifestyle and so there was and it was men's soccer so there was this put like if there was a game that was of interest at three in the morning people were waking up there was food there were drinks it was happening i was in college at the time so it didn't and i wasn't drinking at the time either so really i was just annoyed because people were awake and i was like sleeping or studying or whatever but in though if other people are excited about it um sure so basically i like a party and i like a theme (laughs) so if the theme is women's world cup call me okay i'm in fair enough so i i have not been able to stay up like admittedly you know if i was if i was a younger version of me (laughs) i definitely would want to be able to catch the games and i'll give you an example so last week when it got started um i was super excited to see one of the teams i was like oh my god like they're playing at three o'clock in the morning i think i could swing it and in the executive producer my partner she was like okay that's fine you can watch it like don't wake me up just go ahead and watch it you do you nope could not i was like no me and me and my old ass are just gonna make memes so let's say if so if under what circumstances okay would you rally because this is in australia australia and new zealand are the hosts this okay so we're on i don't know what time zone kangaroo whatever (laughs) on marsupial time zone and under what circumstances would you make a super early morning super late night game watching event happen okay so so far the u.s has played at 7 p.m our time oh i've watched that that's lovely they're playing seven again uh this week oh gonna watch that beautiful after that then it gets like then there's just no way right after that once we get to some of the other games the semifinals, the quarterfinals all of that so it depends, depending on who's playing in some of those. Okay. Like, I'm definitely going to watch the championships, right? Like, okay. I really want to watch that. Great. And I will be awake. I will set my happy ass alarm and watch it on my phone because that's where I have it right now. I can't. I, what, yeah, how do you watch this? Um, I got the subscription to Telemundo just for this. Wow. Because, <laughs> honestly, can you watch a, a, a championship? Can you watch any uh, football football or soccer match with anything but a spanish i mean Sp- that, okay. spanish commentators that's true i'm gonna give you that so i support your could, decision could i have gotten the fox sports because that's how mm. it's also available no. i could have no. but i want to hear it on telemundo Fair. not gonna lie okay i support that decision 100 percent. so i got it on telemundo because i did the subscription through peacock on my phone you know all the things it's there and it's not on the big tv I have tried, and this is like, I know we're going down a rabbit hole of techiness, but I've tried to connect my phone to the TV and it just wasn't playing. So I'm just watching the damn thing on my phone, which fine, fuck it, whatever. I will do it because I love it so much. I also may have scared some of the family members in my Uh household when I was watching a replay, you know, getting excited over a goal. So I'm going to have to temper that. But to answer your question, I I will, and I have... In my hot little hand, I have my little bracket that gives us the time. I'm going to watch the final. I'm going to watch the semifinals. And I'll try my best to stay up and watch, like, how the U.S. progresses in those games. And some of the other teams, like, I really would love to see Brazil go all the way. 
I really, really would love to see. I bet you would. <laughs> I would love to see. I have it down in Group C that Japan and Spain are going to end up being in that group's finals. I would love to see Japan beat Spain. What What day are is like the the done deal? Um, so the final is August twentieth. August twentieth. What time? It's at six in the morning Eastern, so that would be hey, Irish four. coffees and mimosas, bloody marys. We're doing Here it. Here we go. We're doing it. I we know. will. <laughs> I almost had you. You almost did. Oh. I I said all the morning drinks, and I was almost in, and then no, I got scared. <laughs> oh my gatos! So one of the other reasons that I'm really fascinated by groupings like this is. Um, so some of the... Wait, by groupings, you mean like a bunch of athletic women running around being uh-huh. sweaty? Okay. Yes. Just checking. So 61 of the players that are involved in the Women's World Cup mm-hmm. in different uh, country teams okay. also play in the U.S. Women's National League. Okay. So like the Los Angeles team, the Orlando oh, team, yeah. so on and so okay. forth, right? Okay, very good. So this reminds me very much of when you and I played roller derby and we went to roller con and we had this opportunity to play against and with, get our asses handed to us by some of the most amazing players in the world. You know what? It is one thing to, because we would idolize derby players. Oh yeah. Like we would idolize, idolize them. It is one thing to idolize someone on a screen, on your phone, on someone's mirrored TV with terrible, like, pixelated view, and to be looking at someone and literally getting your ass handed to you by that person mm-hmm. and just being like, oh my God, she hit me. Uh-huh. Like, it's a thing. It is. It's a thing. How many times can you say, like, how many giggles did we have? Oh. Like Mick Swagger just kicked my ass because she was an amazing. She's an amazing. Yeah. they're an amazing blocker. So I, yeah, this to me makes me giddy to be able to see some of the top tier athletes from around the world getting together, and some of them are friends, and some of them are lovers. Wow, they they get together and play with and against each other. And are we talking is- about soccer still? Or mm-hmm. okay. There's there's a TikTok person that came up on my feed who has like a a cork board with um, post-it notes and tries to explain some of the relationships between some oh, of the see, soccer that's players. my jam. I want to know the story. I love a sports story like nobody's fucking business. I want to know the details of their life. I want to know about their hard childhood. I want to know about all the poverty porn i want it all i want to know the sad sad story that led to this person if you like grew up you know super rich on some freaking beautiful pitch of like grass that was cut by hand by scissors i don't want to know that story but the other ones i want to know them all and i, I want to know, know who's sleeping with oh i want to know who's oh, yeah. sleeping with you i want to know the desperate soccer players of the world cup series immediately <laughs> i want it all um i will send that tiktok person to you thank you so that you can enjoy with me now i'm invested august 20th <laughs> here we come <laughs> and by then we can put down so that we have for the final and the two teams like who's dating whom on each of the see team. that i'm ready for okay okay i will do that homework i you can take the novella out of the girl but you can't take the girl out of the novella <laughs> Um, so I had a question for you to kind of tie two things together, which was, was there ever a soccer Barbie? Of course. 
course there's a soccer Barbie. Are you crazy? There's yes. an everything Barbie. Okay. Because that's Arque de Nuevo. Apparently there's a movie. It is Barbie mania, Pat. <laughs> when you do, when you Google search Barbie, the Google page is pink and it has sparkles. Oh, it does. wow. It has sparkles. Oh, wow. There are so many soccer Barbies. There are like soccer Barbies with the different uniform colors. There are soccer Barbies with all the hair colors. There are soccer Barbies with soccer balls and nets and... Uh, soccer Barbies that their legs move. There's all the soccer Barbies, Kat. I I had no idea. Well, now you know. Because, again, if you don't know, now, now you, you know. know. So, Barbie, mm-hmm. you went to go see it. I did. Our executive producer and our daughters went to go see it. And I still don't know what the appeal is to this movie. So, <laughs> give me the skinny <laughs> So for me, I will say a couple of things. Um, One is that I have a young daughter who wanted to see the movie. Mm -hmm. She's not so young that the movie's inappropriate for her. So it was a thing. She had her and her friend were on a FaceTime call for about 40 minutes picking out an outfit. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Begged me to be able to wear makeup to the movie which I usually she's nine I don't let her wear makeup out in public because it's just a whole thing for me mm-hmm. um, I let her wear makeup out in public um, your fingernails are pink I painted my own fi- I never paint my fingernails first of all uh, they're pink mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore pink because I, I'm i I'm not a Barbie maniac and I have issues with the whole the body t- the, all the things I have all the issues with Barbie um, but I love a theme as I have previously mm-hmm. mentioned. So you invite me into a theme. It's it, We're going to do it. We're going to okay. do it all the way. I'm not going to half nalga any of it. It's going to go all the way. <laughs> Full nalga Barbie party. Um, we also had an after party where all the snacks were pink. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You went all out. Oh, yeah, it was a whole thing. And the appeal for me, I will say, like I said, two things. One, the young daughter wanted to see it. Felt appropriate. All of it. The other piece is that I very much grew up playing Barbies. Barbie was a huge thing. My mom loved Barbies. Um, so Barbara's, do you, do you know Barbie's real name? Barbara. Barbara Millicent Roberts. Shut up. She has a middle name? She's got all the names. Barbara oh Millicent Roberts. Um, so my mom's name is Barbara. Uh-huh. Right. My mom loves Barbie. Okay. Loves Barbie. That makes sense. Um, and it she i think passed that down a little bit to us and also i'm old as hell mm-hmm. so toys were different sure when we we didn't have cell phones to be on the apps and all the things right so like barbie was a thing i remember we had some neighbors well the the grandma lived down the street from us and she had two granddaughters that would come over and they would bring their cousin we would play barbies for six hours in a day what does play barbies mean um for me because i'm neurotic and weird it meant setting up barbie's house and inventing um elevators and all kinds of shit because the barbie dream house did not have stairs Stairs. or a way to get up so i created a whole pulley system with cups (laughs) of course you did that would allow barbie to get up and down the stairs which weren't there or up and down the levels because it just i couldn't handle that there was not a way for her to do that in real life Mm -hmm. um so really it meant 
the the setting up the dressing the barbies the getting everything ready and by the time everything was ready to actually engage in play my mom was calling us to go home oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and like every time every day of the summer every single day that would happen Uh, okay so that makes sense if you're dare i say reliving your childhood by going to watch barbies and doing the whole thing okay gotcha i we had barbies Admittedly, my sister was more into the Barbies than I was. Mm-hmm. The best part about Barbies were these two things. One is that my Ken, you didn't have to brush his hair. His hair just already came. It was plastic. Yeah, it was plastic, so I didn't have to fuck with it. And two, he had exactly one outfit. It was a tuxedo. It was all <gasps> one jumpsuit Your piece. Your Ken had a tuxedo? Mm-hmm. Wow. We had one Ken... I only remember one Barbie with actual hair and then Skipper. Mm. I could resonate or I could identify best with Skipper and with Ken. So I was not as into Barbies as other cousins were. Did we have some? Yes. We had the the Barbie mansion. We did not have all of the accoutrements. And actually, we did a lot of like... Um, the little milks that you use from oh, yeah. restaurants were the garbage cans, right? Oh, yeah. See, that was my favorite part. You would build the things mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. of trash and other stuff you had in the house to oh, be yeah. parts of the world of Barbie. Absolutely. That part was kind of cool to Love be that. innovative. Absolutely. And my mom did make some of the, the clothes and whatnot. But I really didn't participate as much in the barbiness and was not as enthusiastic that's how i did not know that there was a soccer barbie i did not know apparently and having a conversation with my spouse and our kids there was like mariposa barbie there were dance barbies barbies had like little sisters or something who were short nobel prize barbie and dr barbie and astronaut barbie and you know i asked our daughters i was like did this even inspire you in any way and they were like no so that is what is so interesting about the movie so complete spoiler alert and if you haven't seen barbie and want to pause fast forward right pause until you're done seeing the movie it, the movie touches on this. So there's Barbie world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where Barbie is all the things. Barbie is an astronaut and an actor and a beauty pageant and, a, and the president and all of it, mm-hmm. right? And then there's the real world and Barbie goes to the real world for reasons we won't get into and is like seeing, like getting catcalled and seeing all these men in charge and she's like, um something went wrong like (laughs) what happened um this is not like i was i was supposed to inspire all these women to be doing all these things and there's this whole scenario the first like two minutes of the movie are very cool and talking about in the beginning the and it's like very sad beige babies have you seen sad beige Mm -mm. oh we're gonna talk about sad beige later sad beige everyone's wearing muted tones there's baby dolls there's tea parties and they're like all little girls could do was have baby dolls and pretend to be mothers Mm -hmm. all they could do was aspire to be mothers okay and then barbie comes and now you can be a doctor and a nobel peace prize winner and a soccer player and all the things and it was supposed to be inspiring and beautiful and all of it 
So then Barbie comes to the real world and there's also like adolescent girls who are like, you made everybody have fucked up body image. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you screwed up all these things. And she's like, but no, that's not. But I, it was, uh, and she starts crying. She's like, I'm leaking. Like, you know, she's not used to crying and feeling bad. Suddenly she's questioning her entire world and her entire existence. And it, there are so many gender messages in this film. And it was so interesting to watch it as an adult and also to listen to the conversation between two nine-year-olds that Mm -hmm. were there with us and how they were referring to the concepts that were happening. And also one of the friends told America Ferreira's in the movie and Mm -hmm. she's amazing. She's lovely. And I also just love America Ferreira, but she's lovely in the movie. And she leans over to my daughter and is like, that looks like your mom. <laughs> like, yes, we all look alike. It's fine. Um, and she's a beautiful, lovely little black girl and is telling my daughter, like, that's your mom. I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it they really, I, again, as the mother of a daughter, I have watched some horrible Barbie shit. Let me tell you right now. The cartoons and the trash that has come out that is Barbie related, I would beg her to not watch this trash. This movie really pushed boundaries it really touched on gender politics it really dug into the patriarchy which hilariously ken is like i really liked the patriarchy more when i thought it was more about horses but now i'm not really that interested (laughs) it's hilarious um and it made me think about you know when i was young and i was playing with barbies i never I was always very thin as a child. Like my nicknames all had to do with being flaca, thin, skinny, linny. Like those were all my nicknames as a child. Still skinny. Mm-hmm. Still skinny. Which can be traumatizing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's oh, yeah. also a, a thing. But um, I I never had negative body issues in that way. Um, and I don't remember feeling like Barbie influenced how i thought about what women should look like but that's the point right is that it's all around us and it is saturating everything we think we're supposed to be and actually in the film um she is she starts becoming human and she gets a cellulite (laughs) and it's like a whole thing about her having a cellulite um and what we normalize and how and and there it's it's very well done um i enjoyed it it's funny it's kitschy ryan gosling does a hilarious job being ken and barbie the casting of barbie was amazing my favorite character so rhea perlman has a role shut up which i was like i saw her name come up and i'm like what the hell is rhea perlman doing in this movie Uh uh-huh she plays the woman who invented barbie oh and she's talking about like this was my intention and it really again for me it made me think about cancel culture and how we get all these ideas after the fact and hindsight is twenty twenty, and how really her intention was like we don't just have to be moms we can be all these things mm-hmm. and then of course it wasn't perfect and and it was flawed and there was all these things that came out of it and um if if I can say anything about the film, I will say it was thought provoking. 
Um, and it was fun. It was fun to go. I wore pink. My friends wore pink. The girls wore their makeup and all the things. And it was, um, it was thought provoking at the very least. You call it thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And there were some people who watched it and said it was <laughs> controversial because mm-hmm. it was pushing feminism. It did. It was toppling the patriarchy. It did. So there has been some. I don't. I don't know that it's cancel culture in terms of like, don't go by Barbie. Like I don't know that that's the case. I right. haven't, and honestly, I haven't really dug into it because I had so many eye rolls looking at some of the feedback that different pundits had made about um, the the theme of the of the movie and how it was how these issues were um, addressed. So as many times as women have been portrayed as the dumb bimbo. Ken is the dumb bimbo <laughs> yes. of this film. And they were upset with that. People were pissed. Uh-huh. He calls horses um, man extenders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. R- Ryan Gosling does an amazing... And it is. It's, it's as mad as people are about it. I'm like, oh, so you're saying that representation matters then. So mm-hmm. when males are presented in this bimbo dumb blonde um all they care about is what they look like way then it's a problem oh weird i didn't know that was an issue because it's been happening forever that that too i will say that it's also like if you are having so they're calling the barbie movie woke right woke if you're having this much problem with the status quo Mm-hmm. That is how th- things are going now, the treatment of people now, all of that. Then you really don't want things to change. Just admit it. Just say that. Just like, say it. We are happy with systemic racism as it exists. Or I love and, the patriarchy because it suits me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say it. Say Just say it. Yeah. Just say it. Can I tell you my favorite Barbie? Because all the Barbies are... Wait, of the movie? Of the movie. Okay, All the Barbies are represented. There's President Barbie, Astronaut Barbie, all the Barbies, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Weird Barbie? There's such a thing as Weird Barbie? So, Weird Barbie is when you play with Barbie too hard, um, and you cut her hair, and you Mm -hmm. burn her hair, and you give her weird clothes, and you draw on her face, and she's amazing. I may or may not have created a weird Barbie. everyone created a weird barbie so again the nostalgia was very much there okay. in that and they show very briefly they would show some of the discontinued barbies that like just didn't make the cut <laughs> like there was a pregnant midge for a while and they're like midge i thought she was discontinued and like the camera pans away quickly because like don't show pregnant dolls because it's weird um also uh there was like sugar dot sugar daddy ken <laughs> Whoa. (laughs) There were some really screwed up discontinued Barbies that it's hilarious because they poke fun at themselves. Mattel pokes fun at itself. Like it Will Ferrell is in it. It you know what? It's great. It it really made me think a lot about a lot of things and um in my childhood included, which was great and weird at the same time, like wow, this these things didn't occur to me and how much saturated my mind space about what bodies should look like because i i wasn't a large-bodied kid or adult and so what it felt like to not have that physique or um and not that i have a barbie build but like i didn't have that 
right and now there are there are thicker barbies there are fuller bodied barbies like they're trying they're trying to expand and is it for money is it because they are woke now whatever i don't know but um very thought-provoking so okay so i kind of want to take a step back and 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 you saying like um you didn't necessarily I, i i don't remember how you put it but it's it's almost as if when you had Barbie, you didn't think about your body as being like, you weren't comparing the no. two and being like, I'm Bar-. Were there any other things that subliminally like your themeness because Barbie had a theme? Maybe. Um, <laughs> the fem, not necessarily the body type, but the femininity of Barbie. Maybe. Okay. Because I do want an outfit for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say my mother, that's my mother. Mm-hmm. So it may have been by proxy of my mother. <laughs> so she was influenced by Barbie, Barbie. by proxy. <laughs> by by the Barbara, La Barbara <laughs> is who I got my Barbiness from. Um, not maybe the doll, but maybe my mom. A thousand percent. Did, okay. Did there was there a character that was the knockoff Barbie? Because that's kind of also oh, what we. There had. was not a dollar store Barbie. No. Oh, because that's that's. You yeah. know, some of the Barbies that we had in our collection. Yeah, like were the like legs were hollow. Farbie, <laughs> the fake Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. No, there was not a fake Barbie. I could not, like, Skipper was my jam mm-hmm. because Skipper was tomboyish. Right. And her feet were flat. Like, not flat, but like, not that she didn't have an arch. But she was young, so she didn't have the the high heelness of it there is a line in there where barbie's feet go well her feet go flat and Mm. it's like a whole thing and she's like if my feet were shaped like this i would never wear heels which (laughs) hilarious right (laughs) because no one's feet look like that (laughs) hilarious yeah i just and that's part of the oh i'm just not gonna fit in this world if i don't look like this thing yes not the body type because i grew up thin no longer there but (laughs) um that wasn't it it was the like I, but I don't want to wear heels right. and I don't want to have an outfit for everything. And right. I don't necessarily want everything to be pink and, 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 and the list goes on. So I played the part of Ken most of the time who uh, he had yeah. his chonas like almost tattooed on his Ken body, which right, yeah. I thought was hilarious. Like he didn't have his own separate chonas. No. And Barbie didn't have chonas. There are entire conversations about genitalia also in the movie. <laughs> So if you're thinking about taking very young children who don't know, you haven't had these conversations with, um, maybe don't. Woo. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hilarious. I'm still going to wait for it to go on in a stream. Totally wait. But worth, worth the watch. Uh, It it was worth it for me to see the twins getting their outfits ready and I can let you borrow my pink bandana Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, 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 and Mm -hmm. that was kind of cute. I was like, okay, cute. The girls, my daughter and her friend were so excited. It it did, uh, and she's running around the house. I'm a Barbie girl. Like the In whole, Barbie. it was, mm-hmm. um, I, I love seeing my kid excited about something. Yeah. I do. It just, it, it makes Warms me the so cockles happy. Of your heart. It does. It makes me so happy. So, um, and to see people just being reminiscing in their childhood maybe reminiscing in something that not you know the whole woke we can go down a billion rabbit holes about woke and the term and how it's used and all the things but there was a time in our lives before we understood what woke was 
what politics were, what was supposed to be and what was not. There were not expectations. And it reminded me of being able to just be Mm. and just play and just worry about if the friends were going to get to go to the grandma's house that day or not. Like that was my biggest worry of my life. And it made me want that simplicity again. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I could definitely see that. I was thinking as you were talking about, um, like the bonding, this is going to be a bonding experience for you and your daughter, right? Because absolutely. So Barbie is one of those things that surpasses generation because boomers are going to know, um, definitely Gen X. Like we grew up on in one aspect of Barbie kind of growing up as well and getting big because of, um, advertisements and, and then the next generations, their Barbie evolved into now we need more, uh, Barbies of color. And then the next generation was Barbies of size, but Barbie has been around and is a theme through so many generations of individuals that that's what I thought of when you were talking about like you getting dressed up in pink, your daughter getting dressed up in pink and you're now sharing this because then it's like Barbara passed it on to you. Right. You're passing it on to your smalls. Absolutely. Um, also there it's kind of funny. So the, uh, the inventor of Barbie, her name is Ruth Handler. Um, she, also makes these funny little references to tax evasion like oh yeah it kind of disappeared <laughs> tax evasion whatever so i haven't looked that up and i don't know what that history is but that also cracks me up i'm like hell yeah <laughs> so hey ruth handler wherever you are rest in peace great I, I like that um now some of the movies that are for different audiences still try to maintain some drops of humor that are that only the adults are going to get oh a thousand percent and yes the kids if that if it sticks out they'll google it later mm-hmm. like tax evasion yeah. but otherwise it's like there's a gem and there's like easter eggs in there well, for adults so very recently i've started having body talks with my child oh mm-hmm. so in very prominent part of the film there's a discussion about a gynecologist and she's cracking up like on the other side of me and I'm like okay right so we leave and we get in the car and she's like that was hilarious when she said about the gynecologist and I'm like do you know what that is yeah like what is it mom you know I'm like well yeah but do you know of course I know like, what is it it's really hard to explain <laughs> <laughs> like so she's like we read a book about it i'm like you're right we did do you remember what it is it's a doctor like it is a doctor it's like a girl part doctor she's like yeah a girl part doctor like <laughs> but it was it very much felt like she was figuring out how to laugh at some of the adult things mm-hmm. that maybe she didn't understand fully either, but she knew it was adult and she knew she knew it was adult and that was enough. And you should laugh at it. And you should laugh at it, right? Uh That was also adorable. I was like, oh yeah. Just wait until she's older. No, thank you. Mm. Well, I mean, they grow, by the way. Um, There was also a discontinued growing up skipper that when you raised her arm, her boobs grew. (laughs) What the fuck? 
Oh my god! Mm. I should go down a rabbit hole of all the discontinued because these sound like Barbies. Hilarious! Yeah, hilarious! Oh my god! But you know what? It was lovely. Uh, If you were ever into Barbies in any kind of way, um, if you love gender politics, check it out. It's uh, if you just want to piss off the people who are are um, bagging on the movie, and you're like, oh, you know what? We're just going to make their numbers go up. Do it. See it. Do it. See it as well. Yeah. Or if you're like me, wait till it's on streaming. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Whew. All right. So we talked about a whole bunch of things. We started oh off gosh. a little bit serious, but we ended out on a light note talking Barbie. We did. You even might convince me to wear pink soon. Yeah. I used to wear a lot more pink when we were in roller derby. and Yeah, that's true. I don't have as much pink anymore. I'll make that happen. Mm. Merry Christmas. Paint my nails. <gasps> well, while I'm painting my nails... I'll just remind folks that, you know, you probably aren't going to see us on the Equis. Mm. Mm, Unless it's those Equis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and where else can people find us, though? Um, we at are bar. at the bar. <laughs> uh, also on Instagram. Also Facebook. Um, yeah. Sometimes or Twitter. The Equis. No, I don't know. Mm-mm. That might be going away. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram, Pretty Facebook. Sure. Someday we're going to have a TikTok. We have it held. It's uh, someday. I have an aversion for me being on film. As you can tell, I will take pictures of everything else. I know that's going on except for me. It's bad. Uh, But you can also email us, butchpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message. You can also leave us a rating and a review. That would be great. We love that. Um, Unless it's one star with no reasoning, in which case. Side eye. Don't do it. Yeah. Shade all day. So this has been Episodio 51. I know, I said it. You wrote it down. Because I wrote it down. Uh, For the Pocha Podcast, I'm still Kat. I'm still Charlene. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.